the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. I'm joined by, in studio here, um, by Don Dix. I'm, I have yet to find my secret underground bunker to do the show from. Oh, you have one. You just are choosing not to use it. <laughs> Good day, Greg. It's a pleasure to be with you again. And we literally have, it's like figuring out what to talk about in today's political environment is like shooting ducks in a barrel. There is literally so much. Let's begin with uh, what happened last Friday. There was a sit out arranged all across California. Uh, there were also protests in front of I, I'm going to say 25 or 30 uh, county board of education facilities. Uh, there was one in San Bernardino. There was one in Riverside. I went to the one in Riverside. You went to the one in San Bernardino. Yes. And what did you see? A bunch of very concerned parents and, and grandparents and a very broad multi-ethnic uh, uh, group of people because there are very other than committed leftists and Democrats. There are very few people that want their fifth graders taught about a This is true. And the more you say and, that, and, and that's the, the more you're going to make our engineer have to bleep you out. And that's the PG version <laughs> of, what they're, of, what, of what they're really doing. The sad news is we can't even say a on the radio you because it will be beeped out because it's not an allowed uh, conversation uh, on the radio. It's not something it's like saying, what did George Carlin say? The seven words you can't say on Tell TV. Me, yeah. On television, mm-hmm. this is like one of the words that he missed. He missed this one, but this is the uh, this is the agenda of the left. Now they are going to teach kids in third between kindergarten and third grade about transgenderism. They're going to teach kids in late elementary school and middle school about uh, sex, literally about sexual pleasure about sexual activity and then they're going to teach high schoolers deviant sexual activities all under the guise of trying to keep people from contracting uh sexual diseases like hiv stds and from getting pregnant because we want you to understand that there are alternatives to intercourse and these alternatives we want to keep you safe if you practice them so if you decide to lick someone else's you need to have a dental uh you need to have a special kind of protection so that you can do it and we're going to describe to you what that protection is and how it works sex toys yeah um Body fluid play. It's. I mean, this stuff is is. Uh... It's 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 a disaster, and it's being done under the guise of a civil right. Somehow, this has morphed into 
an actual civil right. We have the ACLU threatening parents that they are not in a position to be able to determine the curriculum that their kids will be exposed to. This is an actual letter the ACLU sent to a county board of education who was threatening to not implement this. Uh, it was either a county board of education or a school, particular school who was threatening not to implement this uh, uh, this curriculum. What what's happened here is the gateway opened up in 19 in I'm sorry in 2016 probably yes in 19 something when the original sex ed curriculum was created. You know, I sat through one of the first sex ed uh classes or or instruction in our elementary school back in the mid 60s. And it was biology. It was basic biology. Embarrassing because up on the screen, you saw pictures of male and female genitalia. Our parents were allowed to sit in the auditorium as we received this instruction. Further embarrassing. We were in the, this was either in the fourth or fifth grade, and this is in the 60s. But it was just biology. This is how babies are created. All right. Mm-hmm. I guess fundamentally, I don't have a problem with that, except that, as you know, with every leftist agenda, it comes packaged with incrementalism. So it starts out as benign stuff, very easy to agree to stuff. But before you know it, a generation goes by and now we're in this we're in the deep end of the sexual cesspool, teaching kids about things that m- most parents would rather not even discuss. And that's the guise under which is the, this is being done. Parents aren't talking about it. Right, and this is this is part of a much larger agenda. We talked about this last week with Karen Sigmund, that and with uh, Stephanie Yates, the founder of Informed Parents of California, is it's about breaking down the family. It's about undermining Judeo-Christian principles, values, and culture. Uh, it's about because because that's how the left is trying to advance its cause. The work the workers of the world are not going to rise up against their capitalist oppressors, quote unquote. But if you, if you kick out the, the cultural supports of our country and civilization, then they can advance their agenda. And, that's, and, and this, is, this, is, this is a big part of this. And this is pushed by the Democrat Party and the teacher unions are the main people behind this. But so is the school board associations, the PTA Association, which has now been co-opted by the teacher unions. And uh, you know, this, some, a lot of parents have – they don't believe – on first instance, that could be this bad, but it is. And you'd be encouraged to go to the Facebook page or the website for Informed Parents of California. That's a great resource and place to get more information and get involved. Otherwise, they're gonna. This is this, this is what your this is what your children are going to be, quote unquote, taught in the government-run schools. Now, it's my view, and this is only what the latest reason is that. If you love God, if you love America, or if you love your children, you will find a way to get them out of the government-run schools where they will be dumbed down academically, patriotically, religiously, and morally. This is exactly what's happening, and it started with, in the 60s, taking prayer out of school. This idea of separation between church and state has gotten way out of control. This was never the intent in the Constitution. It was the establishment of religion, not 
uh, having religion in public. I mean, it's gotten to the point to where we're removing the Ten Commandments from public parks because there's no establishment of religion. That's not establishment of religion. We, we've gotten we've gotten so far away from what the original intent of uh, f- the First Amendment was uh, because of a letter that Jefferson wrote. And you're probably in a better position to opine on this than I. You're the attorney in the group. You've probably studied this a lot in a lot more detail. But we have gotten now to the point to where schools are doing this. Now, the sit-out and the and the um, protest was at a very short notification on it. It, it was it was basically a two week ramp up. And it spread throughout California like wildfire. There were over 150, easily nearing 200 people at the Riverside County Board of Ed uh, uh, protest. Many of those parents had pulled their kids out of school. And what I noticed, what you said, was this was a multi... uh, White parents were in the minority at Riverside. How about San Bernardino? Uh, I think it was, it was it was a good mix in San Bernardino. Right, we didn't have quite so many people there, but it was it was it was a very it was a good mix of people, and there are people that we don't usually see it are at political events, but this motivates them because they're out they're trying to protect their children, and that transcends party lines. Now, of course, the other side, where is the California Republican Party on this? Exactly. Hiding under their desks. Post, they're actually posting pictures of gas prices about something we can't do anything about right now. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, people need to know that obviously in June, gas taxes are going up again. But that's not something we can do anything about. This is something we can do about. This is something that people need very little motivation to get you know animated about first of all and second of all it hits our target demographic parents which we have a hard time getting involved in the in in the political uh in into political activism yep you need that you need that reason to as you say get off the couch 30 years ago California lawmakers passed a landmark charter school law that helped give momentum to the national school choice movement. The law was dramatically reshaped. Uh, it's dr- rather dramatically reshaped education in the state. About 11% of California's 6 million public school students are now enrolled, and billions of taxpayer dollars flow into charters everywhere. But that didn't stop Democrats from passing a law this week that would dramatically undermine charter schools in California. And one local lawmaker decided not to vote for it. Actually, not vote at all. We'll tell you about that when we get back after this break, honoring our support from Wholesale Capital for this half hour of the Unite IE Radio Show. Yes, Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation generously supports this half of Unite IE Radio, and that's the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the 
same amount as they would have otherwise, with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on Earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747, NMLS 9873, and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. AM 590, The Answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, private citizen. And speaking of political office, Greg, there are some folks in Sacramento that this week have passed AB 1505. So AB 1505 essentially would allow school districts to consider the potential negative financial impact of charter schools on its budget when evaluating petitions to open new schools or expand existing schools. In other words, districts that continue a charter would harm their bottom line and would have more leverage to reject it. It would also take away the right of someone applying to have a charter school, their right to appeal. And you would think that uh, Republicans would be all against this. All, you know, there's, there's only a few of them left in Sacramento because of immigration. Right. But there are only a few of them, there's only a few of them left in Sacramento. But you think they would all, this is something they could all stand up and say, this is really bad, that we want to get the charter schools giving, some, giving parents some choice over where to send their kids to school, particularly when the government-run schools are, are as bad as they are, would be a good thing and something that the Republican Party would stand proudly for. Right. Now, there's a companion bill to this. Let's talk about this one before we get to what you were hinting at, which is who voted for what. AB 1506 would create a statewide cap on the number of charter schools. It would prohibit districts, counties, or the state from authorizing any additional charter schools beyond the number in operation as of January 1st, 2020. Now, as for AB 1505... There are a number of individuals that voted no on this. They include Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez, uh, Jay Obernolte, um, and a number of other, Marie Waldron, a number of other Republicans. But mm-hmm. there's some other Republicans that, after watching the way the voting was going and realizing that there were enough Democrat votes on the floor so that they didn't have to take a position on AB 1505. That includes someone in our area, Chad Mays. Who brought us, who brought us the cap-and-trade, supported the Democrats' cap-and-trade law that will increase gas prices by yet an additional 73 cents a gallon or more and increase all other energy prices. Yep. That Chad Mays. It supports amnesty. That Chad Mays. That Chad Mays. Now, what other Republicans? What's What's very concerning about this is that it's a it is a a long accepted reality that market competition, which is the whole premise of a free market, competition is a good thing. Competition creates. Unless you have the monopoly. 
Well, unless, yeah, unless you're on the other side of that, which is exactly what we're seeing with schools in California. These two bills were advanced by the teachers unions. They were the ones that were behind both of these bills. Now, the other aspect of charter schools is that they can prevent unionization. So a lot of these charter schools, you don't have uh, unions in them, especially now with Janus. They're not compelled to have to join unions or, uh, you know, participate in in that. Right. And they don't have all the union work rules and uh, limitations on being able to get rid of poorly performing teachers. Exactly right. And charter schools are an alternative. So you would think that we would want to encourage competition. But, of course, no. That's not good enough. We need and, and the people that were up there protesting this bill, there were a there was a huge group of folks that were highly organized from the black community because they're the ones that are going to be impacted the most by the reduction of charter schools or the lack of these charter schools to expand or the leverage that the school system now has over charter schools in their in their jurisdiction. They're the ones that are going to be hurt the most. It may be changing with Donald Trump and other prominent um, African-Americans like uh, Kanye West and Candace Owens and, and, and others. The, the, the Democrat Party, that the African-Americans have been the most loyal voting group to the Democrat Party. And yet the Democrat Party screws them every which way in between election time. Right. Such as such as by education. They condemn particularly poor black children, to lousy government-run schools. Yep. Harming their future prospects. And they're, they, 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 they're in areas where there's not, there aren't good, often not good jobs, and they try to drive good jobs out of California in every which way through mass immigration, which hurts African-Americans more than anyone else. They they show the Democrat Party shows that they utterly do not care about African American African American people, except when it comes around to election time and trying to get their votes. As of Wednesday, this bill passed in the Assembly and is now headed towards the Senate. This was originated in the Assembly Education Committee. It went through Assembly Appropriations. It passed on the Assembly floor after the third reading, and now it's on to the Senate. But I don't see any I don't see any obstacles in the Senate for this, and I for sure don't see any obstacles in the governor signing it. Uh, so there's still time if you guys want to go, uh, you know, protest this. Uh, there's still time, I think, to be able to do that. Further evidence, should you need any. That trying to reform the government-run schools is a futile effort. Ain't going to happen. From top to bottom, it is embedded with and controlled by interests such as the teacher unions, the far-left people, the people that are doing, that are pushing this triple-X sex education, for example, that push anti-American history in the schools and try to teach. And we talked with Karen last week is to teach the children they should be ashamed of America rather than realizing that America has been the greatest force of good in the world that's ever come along. That we, we have to get, is the only way forward to save the country and for the benefit of the children is with school choice. 
And there are, there's fledgling efforts at a school choice initiative. It doesn't is not receiving the support that it should. For example, the, 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 it has no support from the, the Republican Party. This initiative needs to get on the ballot. And I don't know that it's going to, but that's when that's what needs to happen because there are these three great prongs or avenues of attack by the Democrat Party and the left, but then I repeat myself, on, on our country. Mass immigration and open borders. We're stacking the voting deck for the Democrat Party. The culture and, enter, pop, and entertainment, pop culture. And the indoctrination in the government-run schools and in the universities. Ronald Reagan said that if we don't know, talk about teaching history, if we don't know what we did, we won't know who we are. But it's worse than not teaching what we did. They're teaching a, a perverted, inverted me, version of what America was and is. So as, as Karen said, you're teaching them to be ashamed of our country. So what we need, so to, for the for survival of the country, this avenue of attack needs to be defeated, and the only way to do it is with school choice. And and short of that, there are ways. There are there are affordable ways for, for you to get your children out of the government-run schools. Or if the, if the parents have to work, I know grandparents that are homeschooling their grandchildren. And that may be the greatest, one of the greatest services that you could provide to your, both to your grandchildren and to America is if you can get your grandchildren out of the government-run schools. Absolutely. I can't think of a better reason than the sex ed curriculum that we have been talking about and probably will continue to talk about into the start of the next school year because the framework was passed, uh, approved by the State Department of Education in the beginning of May. And this is the framework that advances a lot of the really disgusting aspects of this. The original Assembly Bill opened the door to all of it. The California Healthy Youth Act which is anything but healthy um, it, when it comes to this part of it. I mean, sure, teaching kids how to brush their teeth, how to take baths, that is actually a part of the teaching uh, of this is, you know, how to go about basically caring for yourself. How did children ever learn to take a bath or brush their teeth before the government-run schools started teaching that? Without the school, I don't know. But, you know, this is this is where we've come to that it's not about reading, writing, and arithmetic anymore. It's about all of this social stuff. We've gone way beyond that to now uh, teaching that. And this fight over charter schools uh, really illustrates the battle lines between teachers' unions and the charter school advocates. Um, There are a total of four bills, Uh, one that's working its way through the Senate that would be a complete moratorium, a two-year moratorium, uh, on charter school, on, on new charter schools, uh, one that uh, prohibits school districts from approving charter schools outside their districts, outside their geographic bounds. Uh, the cap on charter schools we talked about, that's Assembly Bill 1506. And then what we spent most of our time talking about, Assembly Bill 1505, that would do away with state and county appeals for uh, denied charter school applications and give local school districts the sole power to authorize charters in California. Now, the bill's author has said that they will consider amendments in the Senate that would make it more fair, that would that would uh, create a streamlined appeals process. But I, you know what? I, I don't I don't count on any promises from. 
California legislators, especially well, on this, the left. And see, this, this is this is not only to uh, protect the economic interests of the school of the government-run schools and the teacher unions from competition. They do not want to let any children out of their indoctrinational cr- uh, clutches in charter schools or in in, in homeschool. I mean, they'll be coming after homeschooling soon. Um, so, yep. look out. Incrementalism. And, uh, absolutely. Yep. We are out of time for this half of Unite, i.e. radio. Uh, stay, t- stay with us after the bottom of the hour, news and traffic, and we'll have more interesting news to discuss and dissect. Back after this. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now is the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate. Broker license number 01147747. NMLS And California Finance Lenders License number 603K610. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, private citizens in the state of California, or you may be listening in another state, who want to make... Confusion, delusion. Yes. State of delusion, state of of despair. There's actually a little glimmer of hope out there. Maybe we'll get around to talking about that. We don't want to, to see that glimmer of hope extinguished. But right now, we're dealing with the realities that California is becoming a dumping ground for illegal immigrants that have crossed the border. More specifically... All of America is becoming is a dumping ground for illegal aliens. The Inland Empire is. There are stories now that uh, we're seeing, and we have people monitoring the Border Patrol station that became the epicenter for turning back buses in Marietta. We'll talk a little bit about that. But right now, I want to start our conversation off with one of the most important aspects of security of uh, of this story, which is securing our border, because the idea would be if our border is secured, it's going to make it more difficult for people who are coming across the border with false asylum claims, carrying children that are get out of jail free cards under the current law and the fact that our border patrol system at the southern border is overwhelmed and all they can do is shuttle people out of that area into other areas in the United States. Story came out that the border wall has only seen two miles of construction where there was previously no border wall. The Trump administration is pushing back on that story. Uh, and part of what is adding to the confusion, Greg, is that the total mileage of new border wall constructed on land that did not previously have a barrier built on it at the United States-Mexico border remains largely unknown. That's a uh, – and I'm adding the word largely because 
as of the printing of these stories late this week, there was no uh, description of how much border wall had been built. The Department of Homeland Security has kept that number a mystery for months. The Customs and Border Patrol agency has touted the construction of new of a new border wall system at the southern border, citing that 38 miles as of March 21st have been built along the nearly 2,000 mile long border. In a statement provided to Breitbart News two months ago, CBP spokesperson said. The 38 miles of newly constructed wall system provides new capabilities by replacing ineffective and dilapidated infrastructure such as a Normandy-style barrier designed only to stop vehicles, not people on foot. However, this story came out that said that not two miles have been built, and that's creating some confusion. Now, the White House is pushing back on this story. Um, Trump administration has uh, com- has said that this uh, story that appeared in Bloomberg that the U.S. government has managed to erect just 1.7 miles of Ballard fencing with the $1.57 billion appropriated by Congress for wall construction in fiscal year t- eight, uh, 2018. That figure came from a court filing by a lawyer for the U.S. House of Representatives and has made its way onto the Drudge Report. It was a headline. What of this? I mean... I I I understand that there. If there is, was wall, we would see it. They would say, "Yeah, you know, here's the, here are the pictures. Here's the, here's 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 the 117 new miles of wall that have been built." But if you the language you were reading there talked about replacing obsolete. So that's not that's not putting wall or fence or barrier where there wasn't any. That's replacing what was there previously. So if if they, if they really had a lot of new wall or fencing constructed, we would see it, and we and they would pr- and they could proudly announce we have you know this in this week we have completed ten miles new of new wall or five miles or what or what have you, but the fact that you don't and the fact that it's a mystery suggests that they're not getting much done. Well, exactly, and uh, we had a patriot that has been on our show in the past. Uh, spends a lot of time right now at the border documenting what's going on. Ben Berquam, uh, who has a uh, Facebook page called Frontline America with Ben Berquam, he went down to the Yuma sector over the last weekend and filmed actual border crossings. He was out there and actually interdicted several groups. It's pretty compelling video showing uh, at least six groups of a hundred this one particular night crossing the border, and it gave you a real understanding of how overwhelmed those border patrol agents are. They barely have enough time to process these people. They gather up their their uh, belongings, put them all into big plastic bags, frisk them, put them onto buses, those white buses, I don't know why they, and off they go. Why put them on buses? Just let them. I just let them off there. But okay. Oh, you're so heartless, Greg. Just let him off there to cross the desert yep. and starve to death and die of thirst. They got there. They got there. They got there by themselves. Oh my! Can't Anyways, what I'm hearing. What you see here is the extension of a policy of the government, both Democrat and Republican, to not enforce our immigration laws. This has gone on for decades. Democrats want to stack the voting deck with new voters. And Republican interests want supposedly cheap labor. And none of them want to enforce our immigration laws. 
Donald Trump has at least has some good intentions, but he's not following through. And I understand the, I understand the bureaucracy doesn't want to enforce the immigration laws and you have bad laws and you have liberal judges, but he's got but he's the president. He's the one that has to use whatever available resources you have. He's the one that has to force things to happen. He's the one that has to appoint people that will drive his policies rather than letting the bureaucracy thwart, delay, and hinder his policies. He could have appointed Chris Kobach as the immigration coordinator and who would do all of those things and has some very good ideas of how you can, even under existing law, you can do a much better job of securing the border. They're talking about sending troops, more troops to the Middle East to deal with the threat of Iran, and that may be necessary. But our, boor, our own border is wide open there. Maybe there's a few thousand troops there. There needs to be, be 200,000 troops on our own border. They need, you need to find somebody, General, you are, to, you are to secure the border so no one can get across the border. And if you don't do it, your replacement is going to start working on it next week. Gavin Newsom posted an article on his Facebook page from NBC News. A 16-year-old migrant boy dies in U.S. custody, fifth child to die since December. This is a story that NBC News is covering and using that tragedy to exacerbate the conversation. But what's interesting now is that on Gavin Newsom's Facebook page, there's 2,500 comments that have uh, uh, been made there. Uh, it's been shared 1,100 times. Most of the comments that I've been reading are, com- are are absolutely negative towards both Gavin Newsom, the Democrat narrative of this, dating back to the shutdown where we heard Democrats saying this is a manufactured crisis by the Trump administration only two, uh, you know, four months later to have to eat their words. Yeah, it's manufactured, all right. It's manufactured by open borders, progressive groups going down to these countries and encouraging people to make this dangerous trek. Yeah, indeed, financing them. We mentioned Ben Berkwam. One of the things that he found among the effects that were being dumped by these groups of illegal aliens that were crossing the border was their paperwork. They were literally dumping their paperwork. And among the, the effects of these people were airline tickets to cities just south of the U.S. border. They were coming from Guatemala. They were coming from San Salvador. These airline tickets were showing and demonstrating that people were literally flying up. They're no longer making this dangerous trek. And among their paperwork was also paperwork showing that some of those people originated in Cuba. Well, it's worse than that. I mean, the, 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 word, the, the, word is, the word is out all over the world, and people are coming from all over the world to go through our now open border. And, you know, I was, I was an early and strong supporter of Donald Trump. And right now he's still the best thing, our best option on this. I don't know who else, who else would do as much as he's tried to do, but he's got to do a lot better. Or he's going to, not only is it for America, as these millions upon millions of people pour through here. Gallup did some polling in Central America, and 5 million people plan to come to America in the next 12 months. 5 million. Not to mention the fact that sanctuary state status is probably a big magnet for people coming here. Not to mention the fact that he wants to give them all health insurance. Not to mention the fact that when these people come in, as we heard with Ben Carson earlier this week testifying 
that he's trying to end the practice of giving government-subsidized housing to illegal aliens when we have Americans that are going homeless. Right. And even, even, even with that, I mean, they're, and he says that it's, it is illegal under federal law to allow illegal aliens to, to be in government-subsidized housing. Yet he wants to give them up to 18 months to continue breaking the law. That's heartless. That's heartless. That's what the Democrats were saying. They were accusing him of, of course being... It is because, the, because Democrats favor illegal immigration. It's crazy. All right, we've got to take a quick break. We've got to honor our sponsor for this half hour, and we will be back with more of shooting ducks in a barrel. It's so easy uh, these days to have stuff to talk about when it comes to the politics in our communities, our state, and our country. We're back with more animal cruelty of shooting innocent animals in barrels after this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And Coulter says that immigration is the most important issue because it determines all other issues. By stacking the voting deck. So we talked about the triple X sex education. In, the, in our first part of our show today. Why do we have that? Because of immigration. And that's why the Democrats have the super, super majority in Sacramento. And I'm going to read you a little bit of, uh, of data on this. So this, this is some polling data from last, from last year. And what with with this data breaks down is the difference between native-born Californians and immigrants. Presumably, legal, these are legal immigrants. Do you approve of... Jerry Brown, job as, a, as governor. Among the native-born, approved 53, disapproved 40. Among the naturalized, approved 63, disapproved 19. Do you approve or disapprove of the legislature? Among native-born, approved 40, 43. And even in California, 50% disapprove of the Democrat-controlled legislature. Then among naturalized, it's approved 66, disapprove 23. Are you going to vote for John Cox, Republican, or Gavin Newsom, Democrat? Among the native-born, John Cox, 33, Gavin Newsom, 53. Big margin. But under the naturalized, it's John Cox, 19%, Gavin Newsom, 67%. So of all these illegal immigrants and even the mass legal immigration going on, a million green cards every year, plus another million or so supposedly temporary foreign workers without any mechanism to make sure they ever go home again, are going to vote for the Democrat Party 80% plus, as will their children and grandchildren. Donald Trump often says, America will never be a a socialist country. Well, if we continue immigration like this, America will be a socialist country 
and soon? Well, just look no further than the recent poll that said that 40% of Americans polled have no problem with socialism. This is a huge deal, and it it really does uh, strike at the heart of everything that we are uh, discussing is this long march through the institutions that is normalizing uh, aspects of Marxism, communism, socialism, and it's having its effect. We're seeing it in the polling numbers. People are okay with it. The surprising thing is that people that are coming over here that are trying to get away from this are embracing it, you know, and they, to a degree, I don't think they understand that they are. Their understanding of the American political system, I think, is um, spotty at best. All they want to do is come over for a job because and welfare benefits and health care and whatnot. Well, yeah, they're, but but they're but they're told that those things are readily available, that they're being given to them by the. the this is part of what America offers. They're not being told the whole story. I, I don't blame these people for coming up here because they are pawns in a bigger game. What what we need to do is wake people up to the fact that this bigger game is being played, right? And then, and this, and look at you. Just look ahead here. If the Democrats in twenty twenty win the presidency, control of the Senate, and keep control of the House, they will immediately, in January of twenty twenty one, pass a mass amnesty that will cover twenty to forty million illegal aliens. And the country is gone. The country's gone to socialism. Everything that you're seeing now in California and many times worse will be implemented over the entire country and there will be nothing that any of us can do about it. It will be game over. America will have fallen to socialism if the Democrats do this because of their use of mass immigration and amnesty. Exactly- those are the stakes. Those, those are the stakes. This is exactly what they're after. And I mean, you can you can see this in literally every policy we could talk about abortion. You see it in abortion. The uh, the these the the responses to a lot of these uh, heartbeat bills um, and abortion bans. Alabama passed one. Georgia passed one right now. uh, They're they're advancing a bill through the state legislature that would make. Uh, film filming these uh, these entertainment groups that that are boycotting Georgia whole by giving them tax credits for boycotting uh, Georgia. You've got Hollywood standing up for. Uh, there was a headline: "We believe in standing up for those who can't stand up for themselves." This was a sixty-second PSA spot by twenty-five entertainers, sports figures and uh, related individuals to the entertainment industry all out of Hollywood. What are they standing up for? Uh, They're standing up for unborn children? No. They're standing up for the conditions under which chickens are slaughtered by McDonald's. They're more concerned about chickens and the way in which chickens who who are specifically grown to feed human beings are harvested. The cruelty to chickens rather than for unborn human beings that are being slaughtered. We both saw the movie Unplanned as and they, they showed it was it wasn't really graphic but you showed it as they were doing the abortion as the unborn child is sucked out of the mother's womb and the is kind of this blood puree in the jar. This is this this that's no we're talking about cruelty. 
We talk about cruelty? That's cruelty. But of course, they don't care one iota. Nor Liberalism, did- because abortion, and this, this is, the, I think, it's some interesting psychological stuff going on here. Abortion is the holiest sacrament of liberalism and the Democrat Party. And you might can try to understand why it is. Now, I think there's some twisted psychological stuff going on there, but, it's, but, it, but it certainly is. Well, and the fact is, when you start dissecting the numbers about abortion, it targets the very minority communities that the Democrat Party says that they stand up for. Mm-hmm. It targets those communities. I forget the exact numbers from Alabama, but it's pretty... Uh, explicit that more black individuals are getting abortions than white and by a long shot in New York City, 75 percent of all abortions are, uh, are are given, if you will, to individuals from the African-American community. The founder of Planned Parenthood, who's a patron saint of the Democrat Party, said that. We do not want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population, and the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. And she said that birth control is not contraception indiscriminately and thoughtlessly practiced. It is. It means the release and cultivation of the better racial elements in our society and the gradual suppression, elimination, and eventual extirpation of defective stocks, those human weeds which threaten the blooming of the finest flowers of American civilization. Unquote Margaret Sanger. And didn't Hillary Clinton stand up for Margaret oh, Sanger? Absolutely. Oh, I mean, actually praised her? Clearly and explicitly. And yet, when you have a president who says there's good people on both sides of a conversation, specifically referencing the taking down of statues in Charlottesville, the media twists that to mean that he was talking about the uh, the the white nationalist Nazis that showed up the night yeah. before. Recently, there was a, a couple of professional sports teams. They said they weren't going to play Kate Smith's version of God Bless America because she supposedly sang some song in the 1930s that's now considered to be racially inappropriate. Yet you have the plan. plan if you really wanted to eliminate vestiges, and not vestiges, but current racism, you would start by eliminating Planned Parenthood and the Democrat Party. Yeah, but I found what Hillary Clinton said. I admire Margaret Sanger enormously. Her courage, her tenacity, her vision. I am really in awe of her. There are a lot of lessons we can learn from her life. It's just crazy the way that uh, the left stands up for the people that have done this. So you want to do something? Swing over to Informed Parents of California. It's a public Facebook group. Join it. Uh, their numbers have swelled over the past week from 24,000 to 27,000. So word is getting out. Even as school is the school year is wrapping up, more and more parents are becoming aware of this. This is going to be a very important issue come the fall as school gets back in. Uh, it's going to be an opportunity for us to go after one of the most important mechanisms funding the political left in this state, which is their money, using the Janus decision to literally carve out 
money from the political left because those union dues are a big deal to funding their the the leftist agenda. And we talked about how the unions are supporting those bills that are going after charter schools, which is the, the only option that many people have uh, because they can't afford to send their kids to private school. They can't afford to homeschool because both parents are working. Uh, but that is a decision more and more people are going to have to make if we can't turn this back. Right. And, you, you know, what, what are your children worth to you? Maybe you're going to have to take a lower standard of living. Maybe you're going to have to help bring in the grandparents because there are much more affordable means of both private school and homeschooling. And there's a lot of options open for homeschooling that you get supplemental support. Uh, for example, Freedom Project Education run by Dr. Duke Pesta. They provide the online teachers, real live teachers, real live classes for $2,500 per year, all that you as an individual parent or as a church need to provide is a computer, an internet connection, and somebody to supervise the children. $2,500 a year. So there, there, are, we, there are ways you can, if, you, if you're committed to your children, if you're committed to God, if you're committed to America, there are ways you can find to get your children out of the clutches of the government-run schools. Stay tuned to the Unite IE Radio Show every week at 4 o'clock so that you can stay up on all the opportunities to get out and support the conservative causes throughout our communities. Uh, one of the one of the most important things, Greg, is people got to get into the uh, spirit of the election cycle of 2020. They need to understand that they need to be part of the ballot harvesting process that's going to be such an important part of both that primary and general electoral process. It's much earlier because that primary is coming up in March this year. That's right. And the candidate filing deadline is December of this year. Yep. So it's right around the corner. Uh, get your uh, cards and letters ready. Uh, let's have a blast and tune in every week at 4 o'clock for the Unite IE Radio Show. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.